Welcome to Ronnie Rage Radio. I'm Zona Agarwal. I'm Megan Durthy. This is a discourse and discomfort. And um, we're really taking it to all sorts of levels. I mean, we're actually missing the regular pandemic. <laughs> I know. Remember the good old days of April when we, were, when we just couldn't go outside? <laughs> and everyone was baking? Yeah, baking banana bread. I really feel like 2020 is like a lesson in perspective because like each month we've been like, oh, I remember last month <laughs> when because like I feel like in March, everyone was like, oh, I remember January when we were just afraid about a world war. <laughs> and I right. And I was I was like trying to reference that I'm in this writing class right now. And I'm like, do you guys remember when there was like that nuclear tension happening between India, and Pakistan? And I'm like, wait, was that that was this year, right? That was January. That was this year. <laughs> That's how this year started off. And, like, and in January, people were like, oh, remember what the good old days when we were just mad at Trump for being racist and that was just the news? Like, I mean, people <laughs> legit like did not even remember about the nuclear flex. They were like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That seemed potentially bad, but it's so like irrelevant right now. And any other year, that would have been like something we'd still be talking about. But like this year, so much has happened that... I feel like people have already forgotten about COVID. I mean. And um, it, this this could be the beginning of the end of racism. <laughs> Ooh, you, you think so? The real pandemic. No. But, I mean, it's exciting. <laughs> it's, I mean, honestly, like, I've, and we've all been watching so many videos. And one of the things that <sighs> I saw where, like, this little white girl was being championed for talking to her parents about the way that they, like, whether or not black lives matter. And it's, like, the fact... Then I saw um, a black woman explaining like the fact that she's having this conversation is the problem. The fact that, you know, like whiteness, not white people, but whiteness has now created this like, do we decide whether or not entire groups of people are worthy of existing is totally insane. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I... I mean, good. I don't know. I don't know. Because it's like, on on the one hand, it's good that she's having the conversation. On the other hand, it's fucked up that she has to have that conversation, right? Yes. And then it's like, what is the focus of the conversation, you know? And um, we got a lot to get into this episode. But I will say, I think that it it is a really exciting time because we have just been like, you know, I've been in these um, juggling communities and what they're called flow communities. And I've totally been told by these people where I walk into an event and I'm like, wow, it's only white people here. And then for somebody to be like, oh my God, you're like so obsessed about race. <laughs> you make everything about race. And I didn't have a language to navigate that then, but now it's like, okay, that is a microaggression and that is your white privilege and here is what privilege is, you know, and like we have all all of this language to put to our feelings. We do, but I do feel like people no longer say, oh, you make everything about race. People, White people no longer say that, but they think it, you know, or they like, We'll just be quiet. And, and then you're like problematic or annoying. And then you don't want to be problematic, annoying. I, I also want to have fun and just chill and like not think about this all the time. So <laughs> you got to like either be the problematic one or you got to just not mention it at all. <laughs> and <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> I want to be one of these people at brunch on a patio while there's like yeah. a literal riot going on right next to them. Right. I, I, yeah, of course I do. Does it, no one wants 
to no one wanted to be trapped inside in quarantine and no one wants to have to protest and you know think about colorism no one wants to do that you unfortunately the problem is that only a certain group of people have had to do all the work and that's the problem and now um yeah. now we all get to do it and now i'm really you know it's like I saw, I, I'm seeing a lot of people like unfriending people and, you know, cancel culture was a thing before the pandemic. But now it's like, you know, if you're posting White Lives Matter, I'm unfriending you. Which, by the way, have you seen that the that K-pop has taken over the White Lives Matter hashtag? Yeah, it's pretty funny. I thought that was really hilarious. I, I like the Blue Lives Matter one where they just have different characters oh, that yeah. are blue all over it. You would have been really happy. There were Smurfs. <laughs> Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, the people from Avatar, Pokemon. I mean, the power uh, of the hashtag. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, I, all these people are unfriending it, and I'm like, I don't think that's what you should be doing. I think you should be, because I personally don't have a lot of people in my feed that were posting All Lives Matter or Blue Lives Matter. But it's like, if you do, then like you should be talking to those people, like. This whole like self righteousness of like oh I'm one of the good whites it's like who okay good here's the sticker now that's get to work. now yeah get to work now talk to those people who are posting all lives matter because they'll talk to you they won't talk to me so that's your fucking job stop unfriending people all these people are bragging they're like oh I had I blocked this many people this week I'm like congrats I am actively working to dismantle systemic racism and I totally unfriended like half of my family (laughs) yeah it's like how is that helping I don't want you to trash your family. I want you to talk to them. Versus, like, I wanted to, I wanted to post this today, and then I couldn't because somebody did it. But I wanted, I wanted to post like, if you are posting brunch pictures right now and you're white, I'm not gonna unfriend you. But I just want you to know that I see you. I see you. <laughs> and then I couldn't do it because one of my friends that's white fucking posted a brunch picture, and I'm like, oh god, he's totally gonna make it by him about himself. He's not going to be. I mean, that's all the more reason you should post it, I think. Which is true and totally like one of the themes of this episode that I'm like, I do not even want to get into it because he's totally one of these guys where I've had a white, he had a white friend who was around me and our friend Omnia Khan and we were speaking in Urdu Hindi for a sec and Meg, she came at us like, what language are you guys speaking right now? What language is it? Is it Gujaratri? Is it, is it Gujaratri? And I'm like, oh my God, that is that is not a language. And Omnia is actually saying to me in Urdu, like, Chalo, Niklo Yese. She's like, we need to get the fuck out of here, like, <laughs> right now. And Omnia is never like that. Omnia is super, like, let's chill. This will be fine. And for her to express such clear boundaries is like, mayday, mayday. And <laughs> when I was speaking to my friend about it the next day, I'm like, man, that white woman really made me feel that feeling of, like, I do not like any white people. And he, do you think he received that well? Yeah, of course not. He got so defensive. He's like, wow, you of all people, I can't believe you're being so close-minded. God, I don't even, I'm so exhausted. I I don't even have a response to that. I'm like out of outrage. (laughs) And that in a sense is like, you know, because we all have to really choose where we direct our energy you know and more than like picking our battles i guess we do have to pick our battles i really don't like that phrase though 
I mean, I like that phrase. I, I don't think you can pick every battle or else you would be exhausted all the time. Because for me, really one of the main topics is like, how do we stay in conversation with our families? Yes, that's like, so that's going to be like the major topic of this episode. How do we, as so you said earlier over text, how do we build a bridge instead of destroying it? It is so um, fun to burn bridges. <laughs> like just. Is it? Is it fun? So, well, it is when you're like <laughs> done. You're out of the circle of trust. Like, oh yeah. I mean, with my mom's older brother. Who, see, I don't even call my, my mama G, my uncle. I call him like my mom's older brother. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's like a good degree. Yeah, it's the same. Like I, I had a I had a huge falling out uh, with my who I used to call her my sister because we kind of grew up together. And, uh, you know, I choose my sister. Uh, but now I call her my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what she it's what so happened that we, like, push them i mean this happened in california and since then we've made amends and we've talked a lot and it's gotten a lot better so i call her sister again but um you know she uh said some homophobic things uh she said oh can you believe my uh so my friend's uh, son is uh at stanford and he's a pre-med student but he's gay and i'm like yeah like what what do you mean like those are three just facts about him um and she was just like yeah i can't believe he would like choose to be gay and i'm like you know people don't choose to be gay right and she's like in her 30s she's not like old old but like, she's, she's like is she a young. bob or is she abcd like did, uh, was she that? born here is she american born no, she, confused daisy no she's no born? she's she came here uh to do her master's so she's technically been here longer than my mom and like my dad who don't who aren't homophobic um and she lives in like the bay area so i'm like how could this be wow. <laughs> like how could how? this be that's and like she's me. very progressive when it comes to like when we talk about like when we talk about Black Lives Matter, we talk about women's rights or immigrant rights. She's like very progressive and like very on, like, like, you know, on the right side of it and understands the nuances. So I was just like very shocked that she would feel that way. And then after we talked, I, you know, at first I stormed out and then I didn't speak to her when I lived in the Bay for like, you know, six, seven months. Um, but then after that, we, you know, my mom came there and we kind of talked and there was a lot I learned about the reason that she was the way that she was or that she felt the way that she did. It was like her own personal bullshit um, that she later apologized for. So, you know, people are, have multitudes, <laughs> I found. I couldn't just like storm out on her and okay, be like, cool, like, bye. That was like a whole download in bridge building. It was like the burning and then the coming around and then the, yeah. the rebuilding. Yeah, and now we're like, and now she like texts me stuff about <laughs> activism that I think is really interesting. But uh, and in my no. case, I had my mom's older brother when I was like traveling in the in my early twenties in India, and and you know he was just like, okay, now that you finished your undergrad in psychology, you have to get your master's, and then you get your PhD, and then you'll be a psychologist. And I'm like, uh, did you know that only ten percent of people that finish their undergrad in psychology, because you know when you're like we're having a conversation and it's like, Oh no, 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 this is not a car. This is a conversation where you talk at me and I'm just supposed yeah. to silently listen. It's like a lecture. And it's a lecture, you know, and he's, he was, and I'm like only 10% of people continue in psychology. The other 90% do other shit. And he's like, only 10% of people make it in this life. The other 90% are losers. Do you want to be a loser? And I just remember having this very visceral, like, you are not my uncle anymore. 
Because he was like yelling or what was it that specifically? I love that you're like, what's the big deal? He was screaming in your face. No, I don't mean it as a big deal. I'm just trying to understand. Yeah, because it was a very, um, yeah, it felt like such an attack. It felt like Mm -hmm. he, he, and it felt like it was really not his place to say that to me. Because I don't, I don't, I'm, you know, we like, they're like the family. It's unsolicited. What's that? It's unsolicited, it's his unsolicited opinion. You didn't ask. <laughs> and for him to be yelling at me like that was then like, okay, well, I mean, you're out of the circle of trust. Like, I, I don't even want to engage with you anymore because you are now a liability because you can just go off and start screaming with pe- at people. And, you know, in retrospect, like, I've burned bridges with people like that because I've gone off because I'm like, mm-hmm. this is my truth and I need to say it louder. You know, like the earth is flat. No, I'm kidding. I'm not a flat earther. <laughs> I, but for example, I'm just using that like something, some view that doesn't agree. And then people are like, well, I don't want to talk to Sonal anymore because she's a liability. Yeah. And even yeah. now to bring it to modern day, we had, I'm staying in the burbs with my parents and, um, we had an uncle stop by with an uncle friend of theirs who was dropping off like some flowers, which is very cute. And I'm like, why aren't you wearing a mask, uncle? And he goes, oh, she's a liberal. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. That's so annoying. (laughs) I'm like, wait, what? Are we, are we politicizing coronavirus? Oh my god! I, wh- we don't have to politicize science. <laughs> like, like uh, I've always said, climate change is not a political issue, and neither is wearing a mask. Like, oh my god! And now, you know, like we really want everyone to be having these hard conversations with our families. You know, like yeah, how incredible! You saw the letters for Black Lives. Yeah, you sent me the letters for Black Lives and there was a Telugu version and I sent it to my mom and she sent it to like her brothers and sisters and like some of them like responded and they're like, oh, this is really well written. And like my dad said he read it. And I mean, I'm just I'm very lucky to have pretty progressive parents like they're not perfect by any means. And there's still like a lot of conversations we have um, where, you know, sometimes they're like, you don't know what you're talking about. You grew up here. And then sometimes I'm like that to them. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like you're, and then, but then, but I'm still very lucky that they are willing to listen and like articulate. And like, they have very different points of views. Like they're both very religious, but like their religion is very open-minded. Like they don't like, you know, my dad has said, you know, he's not homophobic. He was just like, I think God made all people. And if he made, gay people and that's then that's right there's we can't tell them who they can and can't love which is like it's so beautiful right and i like almost made me cry and my brother is awesome he's like building like a bot right now so that like um you know there's like a bill in congress for qualified to end qualified immunity which like basically protects police from ever getting charged and he's he's help and he's like working with his friends to like build a bot where uh you can like basically put in your message and phone number and it like calls your congressman for you and leaves them a message, which is like so cool. Like he saw Hassan's video and he was like, I'm getting on it. Um, so I'm, I'm very happy. And like the past week has been great <laughs> for me. And just for anybody, I mean, anybody who's listening to this podcast, I would assume knows who Hassan Minaj is. But then again, we've got, you know, Floyd, my mailman friend, out in oh, yeah. in LA so why don't you break down the Hassan video a little bit 
Oh my god, I'm such I'm a huge fan of Hassan. First of all, I love him in every possible way. Um, he's a hilarious comedian, and his his uh most recent video about why we shouldn't be quiet about George Floyd was very much directed at the brown community. I mean, he even like calls out all the spots, brown towns in America. He calls out Naperville, Fremont, California, um, Edison, New Jersey, and he's basically like you cannot be quiet. We are racist in our own communities. Uh, we use these words. We perpetuate this. We're part of this as much. It's not just a white and black issue. You know, he t- he talks about the zooming out of the picture and showing the Asian cop who looked away. He talks about the woman who called, you know, the police on George Floyd was at a Middle Eastern was at a Middle Eastern market. So like, I mean, of course, she was a white woman, but still, like, we're still part of the... We were at the scene of the crime, you know? And <laughs> I think it was a very, like, chilling thing to watch. Uh, it, it really moved me. And it same with my parents. So I think he's doing a lot. He's doing good work. And the, and, uh, and yeah. it's not like, okay, Hassan's done it, so now forward the video. Because, like, there's going to be a lot of people who don't like Hassan and don't like that video and and that's okay that's why it's like you you know you got to find the video where Oprah is saying it in my mom's case basically if I'm saying something she will not listen to me but if I can find a video of Oprah saying whatever really that I'm trying to say or Martha Stewart oh my god my mom is actively gay for Martha Stewart she's like I am so gay for Martha Oprah and Martha are her like two that's who she stands. And <laughs> Sadhguru. She's obsessed with Sadhguru oh, right yeah, now. Oh, yeah. Same with my mom. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. We should get them connected. Yeah. And now, like, God, it's, it, again, going back to the fact that we have this language now to navigate these conversations, um, I posted on the Ronnie Rage Radio Instagram page, which mm-hmm. is a great page. If you're not following us on Instagram, you should totally be doing that. This amazing yes. um, paper samosa comic which mm, yes i love paper Smith. which by the way i got asked by like two people like oh did you make this and let me tell you how quickly i was like no i did not make it uh, let me honor the people who actually did make it because it feels good to give people credit for stuff they've mm-hmm. done yes it does so tell it's all a very your, good comic tell all your colonizer friends like it feels good to uplift <laughs> other people uplift. yeah other people and I just want to read a couple of these things you, mm-hmm. you don't have the comic open by any chance do you uh no I don't um, I sorry I deleted <laughs> I deleted all my social media so I can't even like go on Facebook okay self-care moment right? Meg has deleted dun 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 deactivated well oh yeah. what do you mean like you still have a Facebook account it, I mean I deactivated like if you look me up you won't find me but I'm on messenger but I can like get it back. It's not like it's gone forever. Oh my god! I don't. I. I mean, do you exist? Do you- <laughs> not. I mean, I guess I'm on Instagram, but that my brother runs my Instagram. I. Yeah. If you, if you get into any like comments on Meg's Instagram, it's actually her brother that you're speaking. He's not responding he to comments. Yeah, I told him to turn off all comments, but then he's like, it's weird if you turn off comments because it seems like you don't want an opinion on stuff. And I'm like, well, then fine, keep them on. <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. I actually totally encourage him to go strike comments for you. That's even funnier. <laughs> I mean, you know what's so funny? But this is tangent. But social media, I, w- I had a Facebook husband 
for like in 2000 from like 2006 to 2009 because we just thought it was so funny in the beginning of social media that you could like change your relationship status oh yeah i remember when that was like a huge joke especially because it had that it's complicated yeah and then we had to Take it off because like years later, people were writing to him like, oh, my God, I didn't realize that you got married. Why didn't you invite me to your wedding? And he's like, that's my Facebook wife. Oh, my God. That's so funny. So, um, you know, like it's really cool. It's got these aunties and this is a great guide where it's like if an auntie says all lives matter, not just black lives. Mm -hmm. Then what do you say? That's like if everyone at the table except you gets their biryani. And when you say, I need my biryani, your husband says, we all need biryani. And continues, <laughs> and continues to eat while you still get none. Can you, what is your favorite metaphor for like why black people should be allowed to exist? I know. I, I love that all the different metaphors are there. There's one comic that I feel I see a lot of white people posting and it's like uh, some guy falls over and he's like, my leg hurts. And somebody else is like, we all have legs. Oh <laughs> and they still don't get it. St- I know. I don't know how much more you can spoon feed. Oh, my God. Michael Che's bit that's like that people are stealing on the Internet of like next 9-11. I'm wearing a shirt that says all buildings matter. I um, mean, and how. Yeah. And the and then the one where I was like, oh, this makes sense. I'm always like strategizing, like what is the best way to speak to the whites? Where this beautifully composed woman is is speaking about. Uh, she's like, imagine you were playing Monopoly for oh, yeah. four hundred years. You have all of the pieces. You have all. That's the- Kimberly Jones. Kimberly yeah. Jones. Yes, we have to we have to shout her out big time because you know she's like we don't I don't I don't know if it was her or somebody else who's like we don't need to be listening to celebrities anymore please yeah. for the love no, of God listen to activists read books read you know Jesus Christ there's so many resources and you know and then this is this is um this is a really classic one that I've heard we are minorities and we are successful black people are just lazy and need to work harder. Mm, and what's the response? Oh, that even irks me to hear. <laughs> um, did you know, Auntie, that South Asians are successful? And you have to say this stuff calmly because as soon as your own emotion comes in, you know, like the more you witness other people's emotion and just like, okay, okay, I'm a sociopath. I don't feel any feelings. You know, <laughs> then like people will take you seriously and you have to be like, South Asians are successful because, in NPR voice, in 1965, it was skilled South Asian workers who were allowed to move to the West. And mm-hmm. they were favored by white people to succeed, not because we are better or worked harder, because we were literally like there was a selection process to bring mm-hmm. over the most intelligent. Black people are just as smart and capable as anyone else. Yeah, <sighs> but <sighs> you have to like say it in that voice too. Like almost like you're leading a meditation retreat. I mean, can we talk for a moment about how this is actually a global happening? Yeah, there's protests in Paris, Germany, New Zealand. Sweden. Um, everywhere that doesn't. Yeah, Sweden, like what Ireland. black people are there in Sweden? There's hella black people everywhere. We just never like hear about them or see them. And the, whenever you see them in the media, they're always like angry and traumatized right like those are the those are the emotional qualities that they're allowed to express yeah 
or or like all the stories about them. Like, did you see that The Help was uh, the number one movie on Netflix last week? And it's like, oh, that's the wrong movie to be watching. That is not the right movie. And it's like whenever there's a movie about black people, it's like they're slaves or it's a segregation or it's like some white savior that's like going to make them that's going to save them. Um, There's a really hilarious parody of it on um, uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers that Amber Ruffin. She's hilarious. She wrote um, that it's called White Savior, the movie. And it just like makes fun of that. Uh, She's a black writer, like saying all the things that he's not allowed to say now. Yeah. But it's still That's the her. Seth Meyers show. Why can't it just be her show? She is getting her own show. She's working on her own show now, which is kind of Oh, cool. that's fantastic. Because I just, yeah. I have to watch a lot of late night right now for my writing class. And it's like, they are literally like all the same dude. And it's all the same joke. <laughs> like if you watch, uh, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Stephen Colbert. He's like my personal favorite out of all of them. I guess he's, but like, if you I watch, would say he's the least annoying out of all of them. Yes. Go on. But if you like watch Colbert and John Oliver, who I can, I cannot watch anymore, um, and you know Seth Meyers and you know all all the white dudes and Trevor Noah in an order, it's just like oh, it's the same joke about Trump. And I mean Dan Perlman, who's a hilarious stand-up comedian in New York, uh, said this, and I like totally agree. He was like the only successful things Trump has done is end stand-up comedy. <laughs> and I'm like yes, that is so true. And late night, <laughs> I'm so getting to the point, you guys, where I'm like. Um... Um, what am I I need work so if you guys I don't know how many I don't know how sustainable like long-term zoom shows is gonna be they're not so and like um did you hear about did you hear about second city Ooh yes did you hear uh yes I read all of Dwayne Perkins uh tweet thread which I recommend you do give as some well. context give some context I mean, look, Second City has a lot of institutionalized racism and misogyny. They're run by... And Second uh, City much... is, a, is basically like oh, the yeah. comedy school. Right? Yeah, it's the reason I moved to Chicago. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, yeah, it's like it's where Tina Fey and Colbert and Steve Carell and all of these like incredible comedians came out of. And that is, of course, their advertising and branding. And anytime you even mention comedy in Chicago, people are like, oh, do you do anything at Second City? I'm sure you've gotten that. Um, <laughs> oh, you do comedy? I have a friend that's taking a class at Second City. Do you know them? And you're like, no. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't know. They don't know what comedy is or what it is. But yeah, the Second City is extremely problematic, just like a lot of universities and corporations in America. Um, I personally know and am one of the many people that have been harassed by the teachers there and they're still working there. Um, and, you know, in terms of Dwayne Perkins, I encourage you to look at the thread because I'm not going to encapsulate Perkins, the story. But Dwayne Perkins is one of many. Um, and this is the thing that's so funny about institutions that are now perpetuating racism. Like people have receipts, people have screenshots and people so like many. People Emails. like Dwayne Perkins, who now moved through Second City and, you know, was doing like the the minority report where he is a black comedian and a brilliant voice and a brilliant performer. And now he's a writer on Brooklyn Nine-Nine and yeah. he's doing all sorts of stuff in Hollywood. And he was Second City basically made a statement, right? That's like, oh, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> like every other corporation did yeah and now all of these people who are like um asia bullock who had a role in the good place mm-hmm. in the most recent um episode of the good place she uh, most recent season they're all like um no they do not care about black lives here's why 
Yeah, and they went in. They they did not. I'm sure there. Unfortunately, there are details that they spared, and even then, it's like it, it was not a surprise to me. Was it a surprise to you? Uh, what the the receipts or the fact that the president of Second City uh, stepped down? What What do you? Oh yeah. He did. He did. I'm glad he did. Good for him. Because I was speaking to um, Jonald Jude Mm -hmm. Reyes, who is an incredible director. He directed my one woman show and he is a tour co. So the touring company of Second City director. Um, Do you know what he paralleled that to? He's like, yeah, but that's like when they killed Epstein. (laughs) Like there's much more dirt to be that we're missing now. You still got Clinton like out there. You know, and like yeah. Prince Andrew out there. And Donald Trump. Oh, oh my the kingpin. God. Oh my God. Who's right. A, that who's guy. a child rapist, by the way. Let's not forget. But he's still. I, I don't, I no longer say President Trump. I say child rapist Trump. Yes. And you salute, you salute when you say it though. Oh, you God, salute so when gross. you say it. And you know, the, the thing is now like this. we're jumping around topics a little bit but there is this incredible trend with this performative allyship happening oh my god okay yeah i mean look i've worked in advertising for my entire career i'm i still do for many corporations uh, many tech companies uh many non-profits and they're all freaking out this week trying to figure out what can we say uh, that is not something that has already been said, but is also true to our brand, but that doesn't seem opportunistic and like we're trying to profit off of Black Lives Matter because we're not, but but we'll donate money. Is that good? But then our diversity, there's only like three black people in this billion dollar tech company. That's going to be, maybe we don't want the spotlight. Maybe we shouldn't say anything at all. They are running in circles and circles. Yesterday, Gushers put out a statement and I'm like, all right, this is this is the marker. This After this, if you make a statement, it seems dumb. Before I even rant about that, let's define what performative allyship is. And what the um, fuck has Gushers done? <laughs> Gushers says we stand with black lives. And no, I'm like, I mean, oh like, my what God. Have, what have they done to feel like they need to make a statement? You know, like now right. it's kind of the point. If people are saying stuff, it's like, dude, what'd you do? What kind yeah, of Yeah, no, I, w- I wasn't sitting around say? like, Right, I wasn't sitting around like, ooh, okay, it's been it's been very silent from Fruit by the Foot and Gushers. <laughs> Why weird? <laughs> Meanwhile, so go on, like let yeah, what is what is performative allyship and like what I So would there's call a fantastic trendism. article there's a, there's a fantastic article by Holiday Phillips on Medium. It's called Performative Allyship is Dead. Um, and she defines it as uh, these four things. Um, as these four, The one is uh, they make a post and it's very simple. It's like a few words or an image, a black square, a hashtag, nothing else. It's just very surface level. It's just very like Black Lives Matter. Very copy-paste. Very copy-paste. Uh, number two, um, they express outrage of like, we are shocked. We are in disbelief at the injustice. Did you guys know that there was racism in America in 2020? It's like, it's that. It's like, a, oh my God, can you, I, I'm shocked. A I'm of shocked. Like, a lot of like hyperbolic language around like, we will work tirelessly. Yeah, it's very like, oh my God. And every celebrity that's like, I was, I've been struggling to come up with the right words. It's like, okay, there's people protesting on the street and you're struggling to come up with words. Shut up. Um, so that's the second sign. It's like outrage when it's 
you shouldn't be outraged. There's racism in America. Like, I'm not outraged. Uh, number three, uh, refuses to acknowledge any personal responsibility. So they always, like, blame it on, like, a villain out there of, like, oh, Donald Trump or or the bad cops. Like, they don't under- they don't address, that like, this the problem. That they are part of the problem, right? That we're all part of the problem that perpetuate uh, the police, that perpetuate this uh, idea of, like, Democrats versus... Because, like, all of this. They don't... They don't... Yeah. They don't reference the systemic nature of it. And perhaps most notable, it's usually met with praise, approval, or admiration for the person. So basically, they're doing it for likes, for clouts, for clout, for like seeming woke and being on the right side of history versus actually caring about the issue, right? I mean, that's why Gushers would put out a statement, right? So that three years, so that next week, there isn't some magazine that's like, here are all the brands that stayed silent, and that they're not at the top of the list. They're, and, they're basically watching their And back. there are a couple problems here, because, you know, that then really is gonna, when you see how icky and performative that is, you know, and if you were like a white person, for example, then like, you know, you'd, you'd be really nervous about like, how do I express support and i mean honestly you don't need to be posting shit on social media right now you should just be posting people you know like black people's you know uplifting black voices right now for the next like 400 years that that feels good <laughs> for the next 400 years that yeah feels good to me you know and i um this is really exciting um bollywood stars made it into nbc news woo representation because <laughs> Bali, and this is so funny that I had to like explain this, Meg, to the white dudes in my writing class where I'm like, um, here's the headline that I want to use. And I'm like, Bollywood actors called out for protesting racism while promoting skin whitening cream. Mm-hmm. And one of the white guys in my class was like, wait, are people using, like, I go tanning. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. <sighs> no. And then he's like, That's is not. that like a thing in Bollywood? And I literally had to get to the point where I'm like, just forget about Bollywood. Put the word Kardashian. Like Kardashians called out for, do you understand that protesting racism while promoting skin whitening cream is hypocritical? And then these white yes. men are like, oh, okay. But like, is that a <laughs> thing though? Skin whitening cream? I'm like, oh. Well, a lot of people don't know that it's a thing. I, ca- I have to tell them. And and then he's like, and then, you know, Priyanka, of course, would be upset that her name was not in the headline of the article <laughs> because these are these are trendivists. These are you know, these are not people. They just are going to post whatever's going to get them the most likes. Oh, I mean, if, I would say if you want to know like the epitome of a trendivist, that's Priyanka Chopra right there. Every single thing that she does, including her own fucking wedding, and I'm I'm convinced her own marriage, but I can't prove that, is all been for clout. It's all been for branding. It's all been it's very like wanting to seem authentic while there is like some like layer of it while I'm watching her do anything where I'm like, this doesn't there's something off about this and I don't know why. And do you know what I mean? Oh, oh, are you kidding me? And the thing is, the irony for me is so hilarious because at the same time, he's like, the one of the white guys is like, um, I had never heard of Priyanka Chopra until she married Nick Jonas. And I'm like, huh. I had never heard of the Jonas Brothers until Priyanka married the youngest one, that which... <laughs> like good for her i don't know what to meanwhile say. i've heard of both of them and never thought about them more than once in an entire decade and then someone was like they're both getting married and i'm like what why, why? Like, 
It's like the two most irrelevant people in my entire life. Cool, great, good for them. And now, um, and now, despite her, you know, whatever, having like a very manicured career because that's how Bollywood works. It's literally a series of nepotism. It's like the the hub of nepotism. You know, I'm sure that's a lot how a lot of industries work, but Bollywood is also yes. like the heart of internalized white supremacy and racism because you cannot get a job if you are dark skinned. No. And, and, and even if you do like, especially if you're a woman, you cannot get a job if you're dark skinned at all. And and it's, that's not the standard of beauty at all in India. It's still, I still get compliments about like, Oh, you look really fair today. And, and I'm like, thanks. And I didn't do anything. When I, when I get tanner, or like darker skinned and I'm in India, I'll have people ask me like, are you South Indian? And I'm like, no, I'm Punjabi, which is in the North. And they'll be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I said that. And I'm like, uh, okay. What? Oh God. That's so. I saw like Sonam Kapoor's post that was like, all colors no. are beautiful or something. And I'm like, oh, shut up. And, and that's exactly what it is. It's very icky. It's like, it's this like feel good, like, like version of racism where they think it's all like very surface level where they're like, we're all, we should, we're all the same. I don't see color. We're all, we should, we're all human beings. And then they say like a bunch of fluffy bullshit. Like we need to address this on a global scale. We need to start changing now. We need to speak up. We need to be unit. It's like all like a bunch of meaningless words that don't fucking mean anything. And that they're going to like, and then I'm sure all of their next posts are going to be something about themselves. You know what I mean? Like, it's just very, like, blasé. It's very passive. And it's very, like, okay, on to the next. And meanwhile, like, there is full-on police brutality happening in the motherland. In India. And they, I mean, they never say anything about that because that would, like, ostracize their, they would definitely lose. I mean, you said that you lost some followers because you're posting political shit. <laughs> yeah. Which, Which it's like fine. Honestly, I yes. mean, I feel like yes. If you do not want to witness me, you know, in my truth, and you only want to see like the funny la 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 stuff, then go, go, unfollow. Yeah, me. fuck off, fuck all of you. I I've always gotten mad because I've gotten with some close friend comedians too about this of like, well, just don't get political. And it's like, it's no. so easy for people to say that because it's like your entire life is not political for, for my whole existence is political. Like what if I told every single person, Hey, you were just, you're just not allowed to talk about dating. You just can't do it. Can't do any material about dating. Or, or if I just told all white people, they can't talk about their childhood ever. Like you would never like do that. But then you tell me I can't talk about my whole like life, which is political in its existence. I can't talk about being an immigrant or woman or brown. And like, it, it's like, it's just like, hey, can you just like mold yourself for us? Um, yes. It's just very, it's, it's so shitty. And it's like, I'm sorry, I can, I can make jokes about face ID or my dad, but I also make jokes about police brutality <laughs> because that's what I do. And, what, and so, it's like, you listen to politicians who are performing. Yeah. It, oh, whew. let's talk about some incredible performances we've seen um, in the past week. Uh, we saw the mayor of Minneapolis, who's a Democratic mayor, uh, sobbing uh, at the memorial of George Floyd. With and then any, just like two any, days later. Ugh, ugh, ugh. God, I hate when men in a position of power, like, dude, it is that does not make you brave. That does not make you brave when you go out Elsa and let it go. Like, 
And then well, what? I mean, ben what? Ben what? Yeah. So it wasn't that he cried that it was the problem. It was that he was at, you know, a protest two hour, two days later. Well, I'm and, just and, saying and, that it's part of his performance. Yeah. So then two days later, uh, Black, he's at a he's at a protest and uh you know, these these activists ask him, like, are you going to abolish the police? And he says no. And then he gets booed and walked out. Uh, and then Justin Trudeau does the same thing. He takes a knee at a protest, which is great. Uh, but then but he's the prime minister. He doesn't have to fucking do that. He can actually make changes. You know what I mean? And like the one that really took the cake is like for me, uh, the D.C. mayor. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. Wait, yeah. Because you are in D.C. You grew up in D.C. Well, in in the burbs, yes. Although it, I was in DC at some point, but not anymore. I'm in the burbs now. Um, How far away are you? I'm like 20 miles. Okay, so that's like 45 minute drive. Yeah, like with traffic, it's like an hour. Without traffic, it's like a half hour. You okay. Know? So because I don't know if you guys saw this, but the mayor of DC did a great social media <laughs> social media scheme. Where? Go ahead, tell them. Well, I mean. Look, I like to assume that she meant it in a kind-hearted way, I'm sure, maybe. But it, it's really just like a PR thing, right? So it was Breonna Taylor's birthday on Friday. And in remembrance of that, like in front of the White House uh, near Lafayette Square, uh, she turned um, 16th, I believe it's 16th Street, all the way up to K Street, which is a huge distance. She turned that into Black Lives Matter Plaza. Um, and she, it's like literally the name of the street. They put up a street sign and on the street, it says Black Lives Matter in huge yellow letters, which, which is like right there for Trump to see. It's right there. So that's incredible. And a and lot isn't of people the White love House, that. Isn't the White House like on this street? So now the address of it's the White House? It's not on the street. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. It's not on the street. The White House is on Pennsylvania Avenue, but it is like adjacent to Pennsylvania. 16th Street is adjacent to and Pennsylvania And she's painted Avenue. these huge yellow letters Black that Lives say Matter. Black Lives Matter. And the photo Which is great. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. It looks great. And as but... soon as I saw it, I texted you immediately. And I'm like, okay, am I supposed to be impressed and <laughs> give us the butt? Yes. Yeah, so it is great. It's great. But she uh, released her budget in May and she's actually increasing police spending, which is not at all what like what Black Lives Matter, like the movement, especially the chapter in D.C. wanted. They even tweeted at her. This is what they said. They said uh, this is a performative distraction from real policy changes. And yesterday, actually, last night, this was really cool. Um, they in yellow paint, they wrote defund the police underneath Black Lives Matter, <laughs> like the protesters, because which I think is really funny. <laughs> I mean, you. I'm sure I hope that you guys are seeing all of this. Um, you know, it's it's not just social media, it's all forms of media where it's like the budget for all of the police, like it is, they're literally like tiny little militaries everywhere. Yeah, it's like bill it's like six billion dollars in New York. And even in LA, everyone was sharing this headline, like LA mayor promises to cut uh 1.5 billion or whatever from the thing, and then you look at how much of that and it's like like nothing. Cutting that is like nothing from the budget, because it's like it's like a sixth of the budget. It's like a tenth and can of the I, budget. Why are doctors and nurses like wearing little garbage bags? Yeah. <laughs> and like my, my girl Priya texted me and was like, I saw you wearing an N95 mask in your social media. Mail it to me. And I'm like, what? Well, yeah. Meanwhile, the police, like the regular ass police are in like fucking full on SWAT gear with tanks. 
Yeah, they got, I mean, I saw a really funny tweet the other day. They were like, <laughs> it was really funny. He was just like, just switch the budget for teachers and police. Let police buy their own tanks. <laughs> <laughs> How much does a tank cost? Yeah, they want to use a tank. They should buy their own tanks. Like, it is so ridiculous how little, like, someone was saying this the other day. They're like, defunding the police sounds radical until you realize we've been defunding education. We've been defunding healthcare. We've been defunding so many other services. But yet, defunding the police sounds like this insane, radical idea. And it's not. We don't need that much of a budget. We don't. Yeah, I got into a pretty long conversation with a friend where she's like, no, that would literally create like an entire overhaul of the whole system because of unions and because of na 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 na. And I'm like, okay, well, let's like do that. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) What's wrong with doing that? Why can't we fund schools? Why can't we fund schools? I don't know. And okay, I'm sorry to put him on blast, your boyfriend, your beloved, but I know you're kind of on the outs. With Barry. Oh my God. I was like, what? You know, you found out my boyfriend's name? Oh, you're talking about Barack Obama. You have Obama. a boyfriend? <laughs> no, maybe. I don't know. Are you what? social distance dating? I met him before the quarantine. We knew each other in real life. Oh okay. my God. Okay, let's just like have a little feel good moment and then we'll get back to yelling about the. No, 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 let's, let's go. Let's look. I look, I watched Michelle Obama's graduation speech today and I almost cried. I still love. Look, they're probably the best America can do, unfortunately, uh, because right now the Democratic and Republican Party, they're both a disaster. I'm I'm sick of all of this preaching from very a lot of white liberals and liberals that it's just like vote, make a difference in November. And it's like, yes, I, I hope Joe Biden wins. I do. Because it's in, in all of our best interests that Joe Biden win over Donald Trump. But God damn it. Like, we really need to do better because we are failing a lot of people. We are we are we are failing working class white people and poor people. We're we're failing, we're failing all black people and brown people. Like it is, I'm just like every single day I lose more and more hope in our government and optimism that we can make any change because if we keep perpetuating this idea that we need to get rid of Donald Trump and all of these problems go away, I don't think that's true. I don't think all the stuff that happened this year is Donald Trump's fault. I think he's just, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. an I idiot. Got, I got a great, I got a great uh, AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez quote here. He can stay, he can go, he can be impeached or voted out in 2020. But removing Trump will not remove the infrastructure of an entire party that embraced him, the dark money that funded him, the online radicalization that drummed his army, nor the racism he amplified and reanimated. Does she just talk like that? Yeah, she's honestly, she's the only person I listen to anymore. Oh, my God. And it's, you know, it's it's the same. Like, he's just an Epstein. You know, there is a much darker web there that is like, you know, now now is the time. And it feels, it's really inspiring to see the whole globe respond. Well, it, I think, and it's, it is inspiring. And I think it's just like, I think so many people want to get rid of Trump because, because he's that person that is constantly pointing out to you what's wrong with America, right? Like, I mean, someone used this analogy when he was first elected, but of he's like a blacklight 
that is like shining on and you're like, oh, gross. This room is disgusting. You can see all the stains. Right. But if you but if you vote for Joe Biden, now the lights on, the stains are still there. But now you just get to ignore it. And white people get to go back to like pretending everything is fine. Right. And then all the people that are screaming and saying we need change sound crazy versus now they don't sound so crazy because he's proving them right. Do you see what I mean? So it's like. I'm I'm very disappointed that Warren and Sanders were on the ticket and Biden is who we went with. Um, and I'm even more disappointed in all of the people that are still very fine with the whole Black Lives Matter plaza and the feel-goodness of go vote. And that's it. They don't question beyond that. It's yeah. of like this like tribalism of like, I'm a Democrat versus Republican versus like, what does that mean? You yeah. know, I mean, yeah, white folks, y'all need to address your own trauma. You, yeah, you need to because you're fucking not. And meanwhile, did you the um these uh protesters in Bristol in the UK just toppled a statue of a 17th century slave trader? Why did he get a statue oh, really? in the first place? That sounds British as fuck. But at least it came down. Like, of course, the <laughs> British have fucking statues for slave traders. That's. They, uh, they're toppling down statues in America. Really? Which one? Like near yeah. you? I feel like in Virginia, there's got to be statues. There, yeah, there's America. one that my brother was talking about this morning in Virginia that they did. And I'm like, good, good. Take it all down. I, 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 made, I made a funny joke about it. You want to hear it? Yes. <laughs> That's a good, that, this is a good takeaway that we still have jokes. Uh, I put America needs to go. There needs to be an episode of Hoarders, but for America to just like go on and get rid of all its confederate statues because <laughs> it's like it really does feel like have you ever seen hoarders it's like all these crazy people that like yes, yes, hold yes. on to stuff with the lady they don't with need. like the bags of poo yeah <laughs> and that's like literally what it feels like america's like no no, no i want to keep all these statues and i'm like why why like, throw that shit away oh my throw God. it out i mean yes laughter is the resistance joy is the resistance organize organize you that's know. how i've been coping with all of this i've been writing some or trying to yeah bangers. just write some funny shit R- yeah bangers write some bangers <laughs> write some bangers and you know we're and honestly like still doing this podcast has been really like oh my god there's just so much and how can we kind of direct and and temper the rage because it's you know it's like it's like white it's people lot. have been training us to just like not feel anything you know, and if yeah. you express any feeling, then you are, you know, then it's like, oh, you're crazy or you're a liability. So now take this medicine that will calm you down and make you neutral. Mm. And what's that one? Like Xanax or whatever? The one where you're just yeah. like numbed, you know, and then that's yeah. supposed to make you like a good little worker bee or whatever. And now it's like, oh, no, it's it's time to feel all the feelings. And in that, <laughs> you know, in, in that it's a lot like we are going back to the family thing you know like just try to just try to listen and like try to make it about you know like guiding people into listening and witnessing other people's experience because even my dad the other day was like you know I, I think I said this last week where he's like we had our board meeting and I'm looking around and yeah. all of the people in pow- positions of power are white and I'm like wow I don't know whether or not he would have really been open to even perceiving that you know, because mm-hmm. we're just like, this is just how it's been. Yeah. I, I mean, I think every single thing, little change makes a difference. Like, it's like, do what you can. Like, like we have our WhatsApp thread and any time, like, someone shares, like, a video of, like, a violent looter, like, I always try to, like, counter it with, like, 
like you know some sort of article or meme or photo of of like the opposite point of view of like hey like maybe looting isn't bad or maybe look at what this murder was because it's like you need to be presenting that other perspective and you know and i was very surprised to hear that a lot of people a lot of people are more willing than you think sometimes and more receptive than you think like sometimes I get, I get into my own state of self-righteousness and think, oh, I'm the right one. But it's like I still have so much to learn. Um, so I hope someone's patient with me and I and I should do the same with others, you know. Oh, that's good. In the rage. Let the rage rage. And then we all are learning to be patient with each other. Ah, Yes. Ah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I was going to say one more thing. Um. I don't know. Uh, I think I think the last thing I want to say is like I was talking to Carly Kane about this yesterday, but it kind of feels like everyone's moving on. Like it feels like like I don't know. She, I see like Tyler was saying he sees um, people looking at him weird because he's wearing a mask and like just out and about like COVID isn't real or that like racism isn't real. And he's like, am I crazy? Am I in a Twilight Zone episode? Um, you're not crazy. COVID is still out there. The cases are still increasing. Um yeah, racism there was like, is far from over. There was a, a spike in cases in Florida. Yeah, there was totally. And there's going to be a more spike in like two weeks from all the people who went to the protests. Oh God! So yeah, please, you know, just like take shit seriously and do your best. And definitely, if you're wearing a mask, I invite you to like openly judge those who are not wearing a mask. Yeah, wear a mask, social distance. Uh, you know, just also take a break. You don't need to be on Twitter 24-7. It's not good for your mind. No, but it is fun just to pop in hashtag Priyanka Chopra. And <laughs> the, Twitterverse, <laughs> the Twitterverse, when they get mad, you know, we are a lot. Brown Town is, is thick and deep, and it's Ooh. really cool to see everybody putting together these. Um, they are roasting her. Really educated roasts. You know, I love. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. I'm like, they're coming for you, Priyanka. Jesus Christ. Please, I hope you learn from this. Of course, she won't. She'll be fine. And if you want to feel better, go watch. Um, There was a graduation event today on YouTube from like all these star virtual graduation. Um, Watch Beyonce's video. Um, It is very, her, first of all, her voice is like ASMR. And it is very, very, very good. Um, it helped me. I think I'm not even graduating, and I was like, I needed to hear this. Okay, so. you got it. You got to send me the link so I can drop it in the info for the podcast. Oh hell yeah, I'm sending it to you right now. Add okay, it to cool. the doc. All right, guys. I will. Ra 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 ra